2: are locked on cowboys your daily dallas cowboys podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: welcome back to the locked on cowboys podcast part of the locked on podcast network Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Voice podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir?
0: <clears throat> Not much. You know, we have reached the end of the weekend. We've we've watched a dress rehearsal. It's, it's kind of a milestone, Marcus. I mean, we're at the precipice of the regular season. We've seen the last of the kind of practice snaps that we're going to see mm-hmm. of these guys in, in reality before they start kind of hiding themselves away and, and, and getting ready for week one. So uh, I'm excited to start talking about real football. I'm excited to start talking about who's going to be on this team. And it kind of the beginning of the end is, uh, is, is what this third game of preseason is. And I'm excited to talk about it.
1: So I kind of forgot that the Cowboys had a fourth preseason game. I didn't even really look to see what the schedule was. They play next Sunday. This happens to be – I'm going to be doing a fantasy football draft that day. I'm not going to be missing anything, right? That fourth preseason game is going to be unbelievable. I'm
0: I'm sure the scouts are going to tell us all about it. You know, it'll be interesting to see. We'll talk about the quarterback situation. But, (laughs) I I mean, I – you know. I'm feeling four
1: quarters of Danucci, right?
0: You know, here's the thing. Like, and and to kind of hop into it, I I don't know that you can get any kind of evaluation on – you know, who is the be- the best backup quarterback based on how they play in that game, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I imagine Danucci's going to take a whole bunch of snaps, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we're going to do some winners and losers from the Cowboys' third preseason game. Um, let's just start with the same winner that we've started with, I think, every single show so far, Lane. that's Osa Adigizua. I mean, my goodness. he he. I, I thought he was really, really good in this game. He had a key fourth down stop. Uh, he had another play. I don't know if you saw it, but it was on one of the stretch runs where yep. just kind of walked the center back into a couple different lanes. Uh, while he's not creating sacks, he's just a really, really good football player. I think he's easily one of my biggest winners. What do you have to say?
0: Yeah, I mean, I really think that uh, you know, he was dominating on several snaps, both in the run of the past game that you saw. He played a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, some of the really exciting things you saw uh, with uh, – with you know Parsons kind of mugging the uh, the the offensive line center and and him and and mm-hmm. seventy five kind of uh, you know playing off each other on in stunts inside that was exciting stuff to see. Um, yeah, I mean you know we we I mean again you know, we talk about drum beats a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It's been constant you know from from most of the, from the beginning and it just kind of never let up, let up. Uh, and then you know when Gallimore went down. It was really kind of uh, an opportunity to see exactly what we were going to get from this guy, and he has not—he uh, has not let us down. He's really kind of stepped up and, and taken on that, taken ownership on that role, and, and really shown an ability to uh, give you a level of confidence going into the week one that you're you're not mm-hmm. going to be uh, really in a terrible position, despite the fact that you're missing two of your top draft picks at the position uh, in the last few years, uh, it, it feels like the Cowboys, you know, are going to be okay because uh, Osa's going to be able to give them seemingly a bunch of really quality snaps. Yep, yeah, I, I was
1: really, really impressed with what, with what I saw from him. I would have to assume probably your week one starter at three technique, right?
0: I, I think it's hard to argue. I mean, yeah. and, I mean, unless they decide to specifically go out and get somebody else and then maybe do a rotational thing. But I mean, at this point, even in that case, I, I have to imagine O's is the guy that they're going to rely on the most week one.
1: Uh, all right. Let's talk about another Cowboys rookie. I really thought Jabril Cox has kind of gotten better every single game. We've seen him. I thought this was the best game that we've seen him so far, <laughs> multiple stops in the run game. Uh, he also had a play on a third down where uh kind of covered the receiver. The receiver didn't get enough of the first down. He makes the tackle right away. Just, you can see him kind of growing with his confidence. So, uh, I, again, Jabril Cox, one of my winners of the game. What did you have to say, see about him?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely just was all over the place Had a whole bunch of tackles, especially, uh, as the game went on and he was clearly the most talented player on the field. Um, you know, and I think, uh, you, you saw a little bit too, uh, when, uh, who was it? Uh, oh God, I can't believe I forgot. It was number 23, the, the, the safety that were much more. Darian Thompson. Dar- yeah. Thompson, you know, Thompson was uh, got a sack at one point on a blitz, but mm-hmm. it was it was Cox who opened it up for him on, on with his was kind oh, of just the, uh, that's just a just
1: really scared. fun play to go back and watch because he bulldozes the offensive lineman right back on his butt and then he, yeah. I think he actually gets a half sack on that play which is pretty incredible. I
0: hope he does because he deserves it you yes know? he does I mean, yeah he, he really was the catalyst for that whole play uh, yeah I mean I thought that he you know it's it's really easy to see uh, uh, you know Cox flying around there and, and and realize and think about you know two or three years from now we'll. Him paired with with Parsons and just what a uh, dynamic group that that's going to be. Two or be. three years, I next or year? yeah, or maybe next year. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, you know, depending on how you. I mean, look, um, the way Kiana Neal's playing right now. Yeah. I mean, I, just, those gonna,
1: those just need to be your three next year, right?
0: Yeah, and I'm, actually, Van Vanderess is playing well. Vanderess Van Van played a fantastic game last last night, yeah. and he's played fantastic all all off season. Um, if if he wants to come back on a on a cheap deal, let's it could be him too. I, I'm I'm thrilled with with a lot of these linebackers right now, and uh, I think that obviously we're getting very good play from the position. Uh, and, and as indicated by the fact that I'm pretty sure that, that Houston went the entire night without making a first down or converting a third down. hero uh, zero third really, down
1: conversions. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, just you saw it. You saw it several different times where uh, there just wasn't a lot of guys open. You know, there was, there was, it was tight coverage, especially on the second level with the linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a lot of really good uh, defensive play going on. It's, it's really kind of encouraging. And, and actually, if we could, mm-hmm. before, let's just take a step back um, because, you know, this is the third preseason game. This is, uh, you know, the, the, the dress rehearsal, as they say, you know, we've seen what we're going to see of this starting defense um, so far. <clears throat> I have to. I have to say, at this point, I, I would be truly surprised, having seen what we've seen so far in in, in training camp and the preseason. I would be truly surprised if we go into next season and there isn't a significant difference between this defense and last year's defense. I mean, I, I think we've kind of been hovering around saying it for a while. But but after watching last night and seeing that they are not afraid to go out and put the guys that they think that are the best player out there, they're not afraid to hurt feelings. They're not afraid to put, uh, you know, have it be Parsons and, and Neil if they're the best guys out there. The way that we saw the rotation, um, I just think that there's more talent and, and, and a lot. There's been a lot of changes in the defense, and I just wanted to kind of take a second to say that I, I thought. You know, I feel pretty good about where this defense is right now. Uh, And I wasn't exactly sure if we were going to feel like that, uh, you know, early on in the the training camp, it was going to be able to keep it up. Uh, But I feel like the defense has been able to maintain a high level of of play uh, throughout this training camp. And I'm I'm excited to see exactly what we're going to get. Yeah.
1: And I would say just really quickly, the one thing that Dan Quinn has always been able to do is have a fast defense that plays downhill. And that's exactly what we've seen through three preseason games. I'm not sure if that means they're going to have a good defense this year, if they're going to be mediocre. We'll see. When they start to play better quarterbacks, we'll have an idea of how things are going to shake out. But it's easily the fastest defense that I remember for the the Cowboys since maybe that like 2003, Bill Parcells' first-year defense. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean – it's hard
0: to tell if they're going to be a good defense. They're right? definitely but, faster. That's the thing. Is I think, that, But they're definitely faster, and I think yeah. they're definitely going to be better You know yeah. than they were. So uh, whether they're good or not remains to be seen. Yes. But uh, I, there's been market improvement, and it's pretty clear to see that they are not the same group as they were last year. All
1: right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back to talk about some winners and losers. I have a, maybe a hot take for you at wide receiver lane that I want to get to in a second. Let's so, hear it. Yeah. Wow. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football and teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. So to take advantage of their opening day offer, their super promo All you have to do is make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. That happens to be the Cowboys season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you lose, your wager is refunded up to $25. It's a no-lose situation. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for you during the 2021 season
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right. Uh, my hot take for you, Lane, of uh, the Cowboys receivers. Why should Noah Brown just be the number four receiver on this team? Because I I know Wilson's maybe a little bit more athletic, but Brown just fills so many different roles and it seems like he's just the more confident player in this scheme, right? He can play in the slot. He can play on the outside. He can be your H back. There's times when they're motioning him him in and playing, you know, having to block defensive ends. Why shouldn't he be the number four receiver?
0: Uh, You know, I I don't really have a solid argument. I I mean, I I think that, you know, they're very close to each other, uh, you know, as far as that kind of ranking goes, Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think it really probably comes down to what you're trying to do, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and if you're talking about whether they're getting on the field, it's, it's, are they getting back on the field, uh, you know, for a situational reason that, that you are specifically putting, you know, Noah Brown, I would say specifically, even more than Wilson, probably uh, you would put him on the field for some of his, you know, kind of light end work that we're calling that. He just, just know, wears more
1: hats though. Right. That, that's the yeah, thing absolutely, is he's so yeah. more jobs.
0: I think the question becomes you know, if someone were to get injured, and th- then you're going to, you know, who's that third guy to step in to play? I think that also depends on how you want to deploy them. I, I, I don't know that um, <clears throat> I'm necessarily giving Wilson a whole bunch more snaps in that scenario than I am Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. I think they should be given both opportunities. They're both, they're different players. I mean, they're, they're different. They have different uh, uh, play styles and they, they do different things well. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I don't think that uh, Cedric Wilson should necessarily be, you know, getting locked to be the next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think that they're kind of inter, not interchangeable, because again, they're different types of players. But mm-hmm. I think that as far as like value or, or talent, uh, that the, they're they're very close, and that I would just deploy them as needed, uh, and n- not be concerned about. Um, well, it's you know, Cedric is is technically the next on the death chart. I, I think it, once you get past Gallup, uh, y- you play them as you need them. Uh, and, and, and the good news is that you don't – that's a good thing, right? Like it's – it's okay, so, usually, so me, you have, usually have a pecking order because four and five are, are are significantly worse, but you feel good about both four and five.
1: Is Noah Brown good enough to make Cedric Wilson's job on the roster expendable?
0: No, I, I don't think that that's the case. okay. I, and I, mean, I actually I, think that has to do with everybody things.
1: else. Like I don't love any of their other receivers. I, I think if they had a guy that they, they really liked was playing well. I think you could maybe talk about it and save yourself 1.5, $2 million, but it just, I don't know, Lana. nobody's really surprised me in that next tier of receivers in this class, you know, in this, on this team.
0: No, and both Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson have had specifically good camps. It's not like they've yeah. been. Uh, it's it's not just that, that that no one. I mean, Malik Turner has been fine at different points, but it's it's not just that that no one has taken that job. It's that they've also looked looked good doing this, and that they mm-hmm. they you know that they deserve the. The problem is they get paid more than you want to pay them, but at right. the same time, all training camp they look like they've deserved that money. So it, you know you don't feel that bad about it.
1: All right, um, let's get to some more uh, winners for the Cowboys. I, I wrote Blake Jarwin just because it was nice to see Blake Jarwin get down the seam a little bit and make a play. Uh, awesome. That was nice. I also have one that may be a little bit controversial because I did not like it when the Cowboys signed this player. I was not a huge fan, but Jaron Ron Curse, like he's around the ball a lot, Landon.
0: And they use him a lot, you know. He you, you see him a lot in camp, uh, in practices. You know, he's he runs with the first team in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. I think that they really like him as a red zone safety type. You know, I think he he, he was playing in kind of more than just that. But I I've just noticed that they play him a ton in red zone situations and, and kind of tighter situations. So yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. You know, I I. I he is an enigma because I, I kind of I have him making the team I think, but I mean, it's uh it's just been kind of without a lot of fanfare. It's and and, and now that you they've got all these, it's like they got five safeties that they're probably going to keep, right? Like I mean, it's hard. I, I it's hard for me to say that they're going to cut uh, McCamu, and so it's just it's just. You, you, you keep looking around for that guy that, to ax, right? Because you're like, oh, they're not going to mm-hmm. keep five safeties. And it's like, oh, it'll be curse And then curse shows you that he's not exactly expendable. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point it's – they have a lot of depth of the position, which is kind of a crazy thing to say for the Cowboys yeah. in the safety position, frankly.
1: So I want to get through some more guys that I think had good games. So we're going to keep these really short. I'm going to give you a player. Yeah. You give me like the 10, 15-second synopsis on it, okay? Yeah. Uh, we should start with this guy, Nick Ralston, your fullback. Go ahead.
0: I mean, look, converted two short yardage plays. Was doing a heck of a job as a blocker. Uh, I saw a couple tackles on special teams. I think this guy's making the team. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think at so all.
1: too.
0: Uh, Cooper Rush. I made played himself back into this into this uh, yeah. game. You know, look, and this is a, real quick. I, I know this was to keep this short, but this is what I was gonna say about this. Cooper Rush showed you where he has value, and that's when you plug him in with the ones, he is going to keep the bus running. He's going to make the right calls, and and not just in the passing game, but in the run game, too. He's going to get them in the right situations. The offense is going to work a little bit better. The reason Garrett Gilbert has been kind of this number two guy is because he has a little bit more upside to big plays. He he can throw the ball down the fall. Cooper Rush can't do that, but Cooper Rush can keep the the offense on its rails. And you see that Cowboys have so much talent that that might be the best solution for your backup quarterback. So I thought he had a great night.
1: I don't think he necessarily adds value to the offense, but he just keeps things on schedule.
0: Yeah, exactly. He doesn't take away the value, right? And you have a lot of value in your offense built in. So
1: Um, I wrote down in my notes the the Cowboys punter, Brian Anger. I thought he was pretty decent in this game. I, I don't know if you want to talk about him or not, but go ahead
0: unbelievable actually he had i think was it 4 punts all and he averaged over 47 yards a punt if i'm yeah, not mistaken it's good. two inside the 20 that's i mean he has a component all 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 year so I, if that's what we're expecting man i, I think that's better that's number one punter in the league type stuff
1: uh how about our guy Bradley Nye another game where i thought he played
0: well right again he's just making himself hard to cut you know he's yep. he's on, in these games he's playing well he's making plays he's showing up uh, yeah, I, I, Anai is a guy that I think is, you know, going to make it really tough on these guys to, to make the team. Uh, a couple
1: more, Justin Hamilton. I mean, I, the guy probably nobody put on their fifty-three man roster. Now it seems like he's almost a lock, right? I, I thought he had another really nice game.
0: He never came off my fifty-three man roster, not, and because it, are you, honestly, are you bragging right now? I am bragging right now because <laughs> because the, the other thing too is that you have to remember with him is that they they showed a lot of. uh of two man defensive fronts with mm-hmm. him and and bohana and then like four linebackers two of which are blitzing you know so uh look for that formation and i i just don't think hamilton's getting cut i mean he's he's played at kind of a, it's like he's taken all that other experience that we've given him the last two years and like it's really starting to click and he's taking his game maybe up one level
1: uh anybody else you want to mention before we move on i thought calvin joseph was a little up and down i don't think it was a great game i thought he was fine um, anybody else well,
0: I thought it was good I, I thought the backup uh, offensive tackles played better uh, so I was happy to see about that uh, uh, Brett Urban I thought showed up a couple yeah. of different times I saw him kind of mixing it up inside and it was good to kind of see him uh, in some extended looks mm-hmm. you know I, I think oh, we're talking about winners only right we can move yeah, on yeah, yep. oh, yeah. yeah I think I think those are probably that's probably it
1: how about well we didn't mention Micah Parsons does, does he count as a winner
0: I mean, at this point, he is just constant. You know, it's just he's all over the place and just making all kinds of different plays. Hey, we do have to mention, again, because this is the the best, the biggest winner in all of this, no injuries. The Cowboys yeah, yeah, came yeah. out yes. of this game with yes. zero injuries, and that's ultimately the best part about this is not having to deal with any other kind of lingering things going into week week one, and now we're, you know, we, we basically made it. You know, as long as the Cowboys keep safe, uh, hopefully there'll be no more injuries to their starting Knock squad. On
1: Uh What do you think about... The Cowboys lining up Michael Parsons as a three technique on a third down.
0: It's kind of what we had talked about. <laughs> what we had seen in camp, right? I mean, they had they had shown that a little bit. Uh, it's it's that's they they showed us that he they were doing that, and 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 what they did is what they showed in camp too, where they they line him up and then they have him run twists and stunts with the defensive tackles. I mean, good luck, man. Good luck being a center trying to keep up with him. Like it's just whether he outpowers you or outspeeds you. You're incredible. alone and, and you're not going to have a good time. All
1: right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Also, want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. Just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar, with no crazy, no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you will get 15% off your next box at builtbar.com. All right, Landon, uh, time for some losers, and I think we're going to have very similar ones. Um, Garrett Gilbert. I really wanted it to happen for Garrett Gilbert, but he's got the same mistakes that just keep showing up. Like the the internal clock is just not sped up at all. Way too many fumbles that he takes in the pocket. Way too many sacks. I'm starting to get a little worried that it's just never going to click for him. What were your thoughts for uh, on Gilbert in this game?
0: Yeah, I don't think that Gilbert overall had a terrible game, but the problem was is that it didn't look like the things that are kind of detrimental flaws mm-hmm. to his game got any better uh and, and you know you need him to speed up the clock, not even just in the red zone, but just in general. Like, just get yeah. rid of the ball. Like, get out of the pocket. There's no reason to take side. that sack
1: fumble that he had early in this game. No reason. I mean,
0: it was just ridiculous. And and so, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think he got taken out of the game uh, in frustration. Like I think some people were saying. I think it was probably no, no. they did want to get looks to both guys. And, and Cooper had missed some time because he was injured early in camp. So. Um, I think that I think that it's just, yeah, it's hard not to view his game as uh, this was a very negative game simply because of the fact that the issues that are going to hold him back are the same issues that still continue to hold him back. And, um, and I think that, if anything, it showed you why, despite some good and an, an playmaking that he's done at some time, it shows you why maybe specifically for this offense where you have a bunch of talent built in um, maybe the best solution is the guy, the the steady guy, who's going to make the right mm. call. He's going to make the right decision. Uh, he's going to get you in good run fits. He's going to get. He's going to make the right decision to throw the ball. The question is whether the ball there will get there in time. You know, and I I think I'd probably like to worry about that more than uh, worried about whether or not we string together two or three really big plays and then just end up giving the ball away when it counts.
1: This is something for. After the season, but I do think the 2022 draft is what the Cowboys need to look at a developmental quarterback, not somebody in the first second or maybe even third round, but just somebody in the fourth round that has some tools because I think you can do better than Garrett Gilbert. I think Cooper Rush is a fine backup, but I, I'm tired of watching some of these guys like go out and get somebody that's a little bit more exciting that maybe has some legs that can make plays because it's, it's not Garrett Gilbert and it's not Danucci Landon. Just, it's just not.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as development long term, no. you know, with the plan no. to do something with them afterwards, th- these aren't the guys that you're trying to get through the season with. I-, I think that's always been the plan with Gilbert, you know, is just to see if he could be the guy to get us through a season and then yep. kind of figure it out next year. But uh, yeah, I think at this point, I think you know, it it's, you make a decision on you know, one of these two guys. If you see someone who comes out of cuts, maybe you see if you can upgrade a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, I, look, I think that neither one of these guys are situations that I. I feel okay with Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert being the backup quarterback if they have yep. to be. Just because, you know, what's the, you know what what's the real difference? But 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 yeah, I just think that it's it, you're not wrong that it's time to get a guy to kind of develop long term.
1: All right, we'll, we'll move on and we'll talk about Ben DiNucci really quick. It's just not going to happen, right?
0: You know, it's it's just so up and down. I, I think I'm not as down as some people are, especially since I think that, you know, probably two of those picks may not have been sure. like such terrible decisions as, as, you know, trying to fit it in and maybe back throw, maybe late, maybe like maybe uh, behind a guy. and It gets tipped up in the air and the safety gets it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that there is, you know, it's. He's probably going to be your practice squad quarterback. That's it's just fine. the reality of it, which yeah. is fine, you know, but I, I don't think as far as developing a long-term or him potentially being a backup quarterback, he would need to take a big leap next year in this um, season.
1: I just don't see yeah, it. I don't see it happening either. Uh, another guy, I actually think I think Luke Gifford had the best preseason game he's had so far. I'm still putting him in the loser category because it's just clear like – there's a huge drop-off after Jabril Cox to Luke Gifford. And this is somebody who we really liked two preseason ago. like played really, really well, but not sure he's a great fit in Dan Quinn's defense. Not sure he's somebody can play in space. He's not playing as well against the run as we'd hope. I I think it's pretty safe to say he's not going to make the 53 man roster. Correct.
0: Yeah. Not a big surprise. I mean, I I just, he, he, he didn't have as bad a game as, as the previous two, no, but no. it certainly was not a good enough game to make up for the fact, and especially with the depth chart being the way it is. It's just uh, such it a noticeable difference. difference.
1: That's, yeah. that's what I like, – even just in athleticism, and I know that's not Luke Gifford's game, but, man, when you're, when you're one of these two linebackers on the field, you got to be able to run and make plays, and it's just, it's just not him.
0: Sorry. Yeah, absolutely agree.
1: All right, um, another one that I had, Connor McGovern. We thought McGovern played pretty decent in the first couple of games. This was not a strong Connor McGovern game. What do you think is going on?
0: Yeah, I, that, I think, honestly, I think McGovern was was the worst player on the field. I mean, it, he really, really, really struggled. I wonder um, why. Well, he, he I mean, did not look looks like look, with look, other games. I'm going to point this out. There's been a lot of talk as to why Connor McGovern hasn't been playing center this whole time. You know, why instead of Connor Williams. I think that the reason a large portion of why Connor McGovern struggled last night is because he was playing right guard and not left guard. And I think that that was a big difference. And we have not seen him play – I have not seen him play almost any right guard. Uh, And I think that this showed you that maybe he needed to practice – one position Mm. at a time, you know, and maybe getting out of position and trying to have to redo his footwork. And, you know, it's a move from left to right guard, just as the same as it's a move from left to right tackle, and it's a move from left guard to center. So uh, I I think that maybe this kind of revealed a little bit as to why Connor McGovern was not necessarily the guy uh, uh, that they were cross-training at center. And I know a lot of people can say, well, he used to play center. Well, he used to play guard, right guard, too, at different points. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's just, it it, it 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 he didn't look comfortable he 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 had several bad blocks uh there was uh, at least one or two times where he just did he forgot that he was passing off a guy mm-hmm. and didn't get back into position and left the middle wide open um so yeah it's just he in, in, all, in all the ways that he's been positive at left guard he really had a bad day uh playing the right guard last night
1: um, any other guys you want to mention from losers? I I I need to go back and watch Malik Hooker because I don't think he played a ton of snaps, so I can't really comment on him.
0: Hooker um, played well, I thought. I actually got a hooker. chance to see him a little bit because he, but okay. he, but he was looked like the third team. That, that was the thing is that he came in, yeah. Like which
1: not surprised. Now he is somebody who's going to play this final preseason game, so uh, I guess so. I think we should keep an eye out on him. Do you think he's a lock to make the roster? or No,
0: I think so. Simply because okay. you know a pedig- pedigree. I mean, they didn't sign him this late to, you know, have him compete. You know you know, I'm saying? Like, that's, this is not enough time to get signed to compete for a job, necessarily. Like, if you're getting signed at this point with that money, I have a feeling that you're probably making the team, right? I, I could be wrong. Maybe it was insurance, but I, I just – it wasn't a lot of money. But at the same time, like, why even sign him if uh, – Well, you know, I
1: mean, I guess – I guess with the way that the practice squad rules have been adjusted, I, I wonder if it's more reasonable to think that you could potentially stash him on the practice squad and let's say KZ doesn't make it through the season. We get to week eight. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody like Malik Cookers who's fresh and knows the scheme and you can pull him off the practice squad? Because if know. he's not starting, how much value does he have? Because he's not really going to play special teams, I wouldn't think, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would rather have Curse on on the uh... – on the right on, on special teams, either. right? So, no, I mean, on the practice squad, you know, because because it looks, look because well, I, I think I, that,
1: I, I, I honestly think curse is probably a better game day active guy than hooker. If hooker's not playing 40, 45 snaps, right?
0: I have a hard time keeping curse is uh Mukamu Mukamu. and Keanu Neal, uh, when all three are going to be playing special teams and all three are going to be playing essentially the same position. Okay. Uh, you know when they're on the field. I mean, I mean Neil is a linebacker that's different, but even yeah, but, curse, yeah I know what you mean. Curse, yeah. curse is basically playing the linebacker position that mm-hmm. that Quinn was fooling Neil at last year. So, yep. uh, yeah, I, I think I could be wrong, but I, I think Hooker is just too talented a guy to relegate to something like that. It'd be
1: interesting to see how that plays out because I do wonder if there's some roster moves that the Cowboys could make to to keep all these guys. And do they think? Is Millie Cooker more likely to be picked up by another team on a practice squad than Jay Rod? That's Kirsten. what I'm wondering,
0: right? Like I mean that's that's why I suggested Curse, right? Is because I feel like Curse is a guy that I feel like could make it through like
1: although you know, I'm telling you guys those practice squad guys or excuse me, those those special teams guys that have all those snaps logged, they don't seem like they last very long on the market. You know, there's always, you know, room for those kind of guys. So I, I don't know. Like we'll see. It's to be interesting. I think I would say you could do the same thing with CJ Goodwin, who we haven't seen at all this preseason because of injury, right?
0: They've got a lot of I mean listen, they got a lot of special teams guys in this team. You know, like I mean, well, we Ar- heard that Armstrong, Goodwin, five, like, right? Yeah, I mean Ar- Armstrong Goodwin, like uh, you know, I have to feel like Makamu uh does uh, Armstrong uh, count as a
1: special teams guy anymore?
0: Yeah, I think he does. He's still he's still a rotate. like Look, even if Basham comes back, I don't know that Armstrong is necessarily I'm sorry. If Bashy <laughs> comes back, I don't know that that, that Armstrong is your third pass rusher. So he's going to be playing a ton of special teams. I, I don't know. I, I, you, you're we are absolutely right to, to account for special teams here. I just feel like there is a critical mass f- factor there that they're only going to get like you know. Four or five of those guys. I Mm -hmm. I think Bassachi used to get like six at the most back in the day. But so I I have to feel like a guy like Hooker. There's too much potential upside there. I think, and and I I do think that he can play both up and down, which is the difference between like him and say KZ, right? uh, right. You know, some of these and some of these other guys. So I think he still has enough defensive value that I'm keeping him on the
1: roster. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how it plays out. One cuts are in a week, something like that.
0: I think Lex- Tuesday they go to eighty, right? And then then a week from Tuesday they go to fifty-three.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy time, and we'll have you guys covered here at the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Make sure you're downloading, subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.